Road Trippin' fans, Amish t-shirts are as ferocious as the dunks or bangouts Richard and Channing throw down from time to time, and their softness can't even be matched. Amish has been turning back the clock with throwback tees for years. From the NBA to the ultimate warrior, you know, the tee that LeBron wore on the plane after leading the Cavs to its first title the city had seen in over 50 years. Well, Amish tells the stories of triumph, individualism, and hustle, preserving the old school and creating new legacies. Go to Amage.com, that's H-O-M-A-G-E, and pay homage with your favorite tee. Be sure to check out the NBA GM tees and one exclusively made for me and you. Better yet, three other tees designed specific to the road tripping fam you'll want to check out. We're road tripping at homage.com. Well, there you go. And with that, we say yes. welcome into another edition of Road Trippin'. I'm your host, one. Allie Clifton, alongside the one and only Channing Fry. And let me tell you, we have a very special hour, hour 90 minutes ahead of us. Uh, we will get into that in just a moment. But let's get, for those who are tuning in on all of our platforms, uninterrupted.com, um, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Let me just take a break because Lauren Fry, Channing's wife, just walked in and she is beautiful. You look so good. What's up? Back to program. All right. Uh, But for those of you who are tuning in right now, you know the deal. Those who have been with us since day one, Road Trippin' has gone via land. Yeah. In the air. We recorded in an airplane. Last summer, summer road tripping was recorded on a boat. Yeah. But our staple is sipping wine while enjoying time. And we've yet to record at a winery, a vineyard, or where we are now, Longalo Estate, which is absolutely beautiful. If you haven't been, have never seen, check out our um, social media. Road Trippin' on Instagram or Road Trippin' Pod on Twitter. What what state are we in? Hold on now. We are in God's country, Portland, Oregon. I thought God's country was Ohio. It's (laughs) Jesus loves everyone, okay? Jesus loves everyone, okay. Well, with that said, we are here in Portland, Oregon, God's country at Longaloa State. Um, For a great cause. We're drinking wine and eating great food, doing a podcast for a great cause. And that cause we're going to get to in one moment. But when it comes to Longaloa State, Chase Renton, Jacob Gray, who have made this what it is. They'll be joining us here in a few minutes. Um, But also, as Channing mentioned, a big reason why we are here, thanks to the Fry Family Foundation, and of course, their commitment to the Children's Cancer Association and their willingness to make a difference in their community. Uh, We will be chatting with um, Andrea Corradini, who serves on the board of CCA, but also she works at Nike, which is exciting. We've already kind of talked about our shoe game tonight for Channing. Uh, but also, we are going to be enjoying a very special meal. Oh man! Served by uh, two of the best your boys in hungry. Portland. Who are who are your boys? Uh, the best chefs from Han Oak and Tusk, two of my favorite restaurants in Portland. Not to say there's not other good restaurants, but these are the best, the best of the best of the best. Peter like Cho Mary Black and Sam Smith, and it's not the artist. No. <laughs> The artist in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, it's going to be a great uh, hour ahead of us. We're so excited to be here. I'm excited to be here. I've been in Portland for a week. First time vacationing. <laughs> God. Thanks to Lauren. <laughs> I've enjoyed my time. <laughs> it's been wonderful. Um, but first, I think we talk about it a lot and we talk a, a lot um, with different athletes and they talk about their charities and their foundations and what means a lot to them and kind of their purpose and their drive. So I think Channing, um, when it comes to the Children's Cancer Association, why? Why? Um, I think it started when I was a blazer. I think it was one of the first uh, things that I went to um, and I saw the impact. I've been to a lot of cities and seen a lot of charities, but I feel like CCA to me makes the best impact. Um, whether that's, you know, in that moment or whether that's over time, whether that is um, uh, over, the, over the course of years. For me, it's really about making an impact and making a difference. And with CCA, I've seen it. Um, you know, with my foundation, I'm always trying to evolve and always trying to change and, and, and make a difference in where I'm living or where I'm from or in areas of my life. And so the charities that I do work for, that I, I donate to, all have an impact on my life. Um, and CCA has impacted me and I've been working with them for I think almost nine, ten years now. And so it's been amazing and I'm happy to do whatever I can for them. And, um, not a big hospital guy, but seeing how they can transform a hospital, how can they transform, you know, a kid's life and how he um, goes about his day in that place, it, it's uh, pretty amazing and inspiring. And I think what's really cool about it is, too, when it comes to a child and if, you know, they are fighting some sort of cancer, time is so valuable. Oh, time is so precious. And a place like CCA or an organization such as that, values that they understand yeah. that oh they hook it up they hook, they it, hook up. it up they um they do um, i mean some amazing programs um you know i'm just going to talk about it when she gets on here we don't want to give you all the stuff but they do some amazing programs and um i think for us another big reason why i wanted to do this and why you know as jake and i were talking and as everyone's talking um what makes this even more special is that everybody has been affected by cancer on some level and for us to sit here and drink wine and, and enjoy each other's company um, and have great conversation and and laugh and smile it is all for a great cause and that's makes the wine taste even better even though it is amazing wine and we got a uh, jake gray here um and who else do we have over here <laughs> the man chase the myth the legend. Chase Redden. <laughs> uh, I think we- Trying to get the sexy voice. Oh, there you go. Yeah, oh yeah, it's on. We hear you. Okay, good. Do you, do you hear him? Yep, we are good. Um, I think we could start off with really quick. Um, on our drive in, I was um, asking Channing the difference between no, I actually just called this a winery. And he goes, are you sure it's a winery? I'm like, well, I, don't, I don't know. So we came in and we were asking the difference between a winery, a vineyard, and now an estate. So, whichever, Jake, Chase. Uh, so yeah, so this we're- Chase. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chase in here. Um, so we're an estate winery and vineyard here in the Dundee Hills in Oregon. So meaning that everything that we make, we grow and produce here on our property and it never leaves. Um, so our whole focus is just on this piece of property, this 16 acres Pinot Noir and four acres Chardonnay that we have here. Are these common, popular? 
I wouldn't say it's the norm, but um, if you have the opportunity to make wine at this level on this special of a piece of property, to get to focus on one place, to show time over time what this place can produce year in and year out, being in a state is pretty cool. I think it gives someone a learning experience or a learning curve to really see what Tawar means and what a piece of property can produce year in and year out. So it's really nice to get to see. I mean, the wine's made here, the wine's grown here, and the wine's drank here. And I think you hear a lot of people talk to all these amazing experiences they've had with wine. I went to a chateau in France. I went to this place and tried that. They're always closer to the source. The closer you can get to the source, I think the more magical the moment is. And I think anytime we invite someone in this room, they're getting to drink wine from literally... 10, 15, 20 feet away, and he, as a winemaker, gets to, I think, hyper-focus on one place and really show off what this place can do. Well, let me ask you this. For people who (laughs) can't see you, how old are you, Chase? 34 years old. You are 34 years old? How old are you, Channing? I'm 35, (laughs) right? So, I think most people who drink wine think that wine comes from old people who make it. How are you, how is it getting into this business where this is like grandpa, grandma business? <laughs> right? Well, that's just the, the stigma. Like, you think, like, you see the idea, yeah. old Italian people, like, oh, this is Yeah, but at the end of the day, Channing, yeah. you're in the NBA and you're playing at 35. Yeah, girl, I'm at my prime. <laughs> how do you keep up with all the young ones? How do I? I don't. He's <laughs> almost out. <laughs> about 14 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> then the knees start clicking. <laughs> T. Lou, come on, get me. Are you trying to be a winemaker next? No, no, heck no, no. But I'm saying, like, how did you break into this industry? Where did this come from? Like, give us a whole. I think I was always story. I think I was always around it growing up. Seeing wine okay. on the table was always part of a meal. Right. Um, and then I was wine? lucky was enough. The first wine you saw. I don't know. I used to drink watered down wine because it was tight. The the way Europeans did with their kids, as I was told, and I thought I was oh, cool. tight. You mean when you weren't of age? They just put you to yeah. sleep. Yeah, so <laughs> I know what that is. Way underage. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, no, but then I studied abroad in right. Italy, um, took a wine course, Florence, and it, uh, it changed my life. I started looking at wine as baseball cards almost, like where you start collecting cards. You're like, wow. oh, shit, that was, am yeah, I allowed to swear on here? Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, wow, you got <laughs> a Griffey Rookie shit, card. Shit, oh, you shit. got, you know, you're, it started okay. being kind of, you looked at labels being like, oh, there's a time and a place. Oh, that's when Griffey hit 40 home runs that year. It's like, oh, that, that's when that vintage was you know, that, that That's happened, tight. you know, so wow. it just kind of, kind of almost clicked. hit me like that, clicked, and yeah, it just yeah. kind of became just... So what kind of grapes you grow out here? I know, but for people who are listening. <laughs> Do you I, really know? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my house, I sell them. My house is known for two things, right? Full sale beer and long a wine. Like, people who have never <laughs> Lauren, had is that true? People who have never had Pinot will be like, I don't know if I like Pinot. They try your Pinot, and they're like... This is the best Pinot I've ever had in my life. Uh, well, I'm like, much, you've only had much. two others, and one was in a box, but, you know, so like... Well, I'm glad it's better then. It's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, better, yeah. Okay, so back to the grapes. Uh, so we have 20 grapes. acres here, so 16 okay. acres of Pinot Noir, 4 acres of Chardonnay. Okay. So all dry-farmed, organic, and biodynamic, so just kind of focusing on having the healthiest vineyard and making uh, the best product year-to-year that we can. As I mentioned, it's going to be a night... Um, celebrating, uh, enjoying one another's company, an awesome dinner. 
So the wine that will be on the tables, or that that is on the tables, what is that? And that's that? in front of us, that I've been guzzling. Uh, that is the 2015 <laughs> Reserve Pinot Noir that's actually Ooh. sold out, but I know Channing liked it, so we made sure yeah, boy. it was on some tables. Yeah, boy, for Channing. <laughs> yeah, boy, $3.99. You're, uh, Jake, you're friends with him? Oh, Sometimes. Sometimes. All depends, the time. <laughs> depends on the setting. I'm really friends with Lauren. He just oh, came with the package. Day. I ain't got no friends. Oh, sorry. Let's go and pop. No, I, I love Channing. I've known him for a very long time. And uh, the spirit he brings to life and his love for free wine is uh, amazing. <laughs> so I've, I've found a way to his Never heart. Ending. And uh, when we talk, you know, the second question is usually, where's my free wine? You're right. But outside of that, um, I enjoy spending time with the guy and his family. And it's all, he's always been, he's been nothing but great to me, to us. And uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch him get to go on this journey with us as well. It's been a learning process. And it's been... Uh, a lot of fun to get to see wine, see wine making up close and personal. I didn't come from this originally, so getting to meet Chase, getting to Mind know his bees. family, and getting to see <laughs> his passion for this, and then uh, the getting to share that with my friends has been uh, meant a lot to me. You know what I mean, it's and I think we're getting to a part in our lives where food and wine mean a lot. Oof. So to learn where that's coming from, what and why you love and why you'd spend money on those things, and to uh, yeah, get to share that with the people that are around me and the people that I care about and the people that care about it as well. There's nothing like sharing a great bottle of wine with someone that doesn't care. So yeah. getting to share the good stuff with the good people is a, is a lot of fun. I don't know if proud is the right word, but when we got here, you mentioned that a lot of the NBA guys, you know, um, drink wine. Yeah. So for some, for people like the both of you who put in your hard hours and your time to something like this, is that like a proud feeling? Um, are you interested in what they like, what they're drinking? Uh, very much so, and I think even more than that, I think the world's interested. And I think to see people become influencers in wine that aren't necessarily winemakers speaks a lot to where wine is going. And so getting to have, I, I think the Cavs were a great example of that oh, because God. not only did Channing drink a lot of wine, but so did some of his teammates. And some of his teammates so drink really team. good wine. And they post the wine, they talk about the wine. I think they semi-brag about what wine they're drinking. And I think people are paying attention. So I think to get to see athletes, to get to see people that aren't necessarily coming from the wine world, to be influencers in wine speaks volumes for where wine is going. I think it's, uh, I think the time is now, and I think it's it's exciting to get to again share with people, share our knowledge, share our experience, but also get to see these guys take to something that isn't just wine. And as they know, there's nothing like a great bottle of wine instead of 12 shitty beers or right. bad vodka. Because you got to go back and practice and play the next day. You never lie. Yep. So you we see it. why you're doing it, and I understand it. And I, I see you guys drinking one too many Napa cabs, but that's none of my business. No. <laughs> well, here, let me tell you a funny So a funny story is that, like, the wine we would drink, because, you know, Kevin is from Portland, Kyrie is from New Jersey, uh, Braun is from, you know, of course, Ohio. And so all these guys. What do you mean, of course, Ohio? Of course, Ohio. What good grapes you got in Ohio? Anyways. What kind of grapes? Sweet. Right. I think y'all do have a vineyard or two out there. What's up? Every state has at least one. Right, exactly. So it became a thing where I would bring this wine. I'd bring Oregon Pinots. Guys like, well, I don't drink Pinot. Kyle Corver loves a good Pinot. So he'd bring Pinot from, he lives in Santa Clara. Or like, yeah, right? That's the name of the city. And then, um, I thought that was just a school, but anyways. So the, he would bring his stuff, I'd bring my stuff, and everybody would try. And all of a sudden it turned into, like if we had a trip, let's say we'd practice first, get on a plane at three, and go fly to a place like Chicago or back west, 
where dinner wasn't going to be for another couple hours, people would bring their best wine. So all of a sudden, now guys are bringing in cases of wine or like the roller stiff like bag of, of like carry-on wine. So all of a sudden it was like 12, 13 bottles of these crazy wines from like Bordeaux, Pinots, Chardonnays, Rosés. Like it became a, a like a, a I don't want to say, yeah, competition, which was tight because has I didn't been, have to pay for anything, but I was drinking <laughs> has it Has it been like that your whole career? Or have you seen the no, change as well? What it's like, I'm telling you right now, you wouldn't be caught dead early on in my career with a, a bottle of wine. It was something that coaches did, and I think the guy <laughs> what that you really coaches? changed it was Pop. I've heard a story. Yeah, I heard, well, Pop and George Carl and uh, I think Larry Brown all own land or acres out here. So I think um, for me, not only am I getting older, but I think guys understood that like, yes, you can get your, yes, you can have beer, and yes, you can have this, or yes, you can have that, but everybody's taste is different. And so the better the wine that's more exclusive is like more of a badge of honor. And so this wine, when I brought it, guys were like, well, I don't drink Pinot. I was like, try this. And then they're like, yo, Channing, how many bottles you bringing on the plane? And then they have to drink all my stuff, and then that's not cool. So, like, I had to wean them off it, you know, no offense, but I had to keep You're some so for myself. Selfish. I had to keep some for myself. But who, who, in who in particular? Oh, man. Me and Kyle Corbis sit right next to each other. That's my guy, but he's a guzzler. Um, <laughs> K-Love's been known to be a fan. K-Love loves. Ones. But you know what? I knew that the guys really appreciated this wine and what you guys are about when I gave them those Christmas gifts because the rest of my teammates sent me texts like, where's mine? You gotta, where's mine? And I'm like, oh, I just met you two weeks ago. I can't like, <laughs> <laughs> like, What did someone like Dwayne who has his own wine? He loved it. Yeah. Dwayne, Wade, Dwayne Wade's wine is really good, by the way. His rosé is amazing. Um, his, his wine is really good. You gotta let it sit for a we'll bit. Trade you. We'll trade you for some. I, well, I can't even get it. It's like sold out. Like he doesn't really sell. He sells it in China. I have a bold prediction that he will not be alone as people, this generation of NBA players starts to retire. I could think a lot of people will start getting in the wine. No, no, no. Um, Luol Deng has his own wine. Uh, Dwayne Wade has his own wine. Yao Ming has I know. his own wine. Yo, I heard Yao Ming's wine. Kevin showed me. Yao Ming, he said Yao Ming. Oh, yeah, he was just in China. Fire. Straight fire. He said, what did you say, absolutely Chase? unbelievable. Kevin was just in China with them, right? I yeah. saw the post. He said his wine, he gave like Yao Ming gave him like the legit old school, like good wine. And he said it was <laughs> the Yao Ming size wine. wine. Yeah. Okay, to that point, what qualifies as a good wine? Ooh, good question. Because I've had a, like a seven dollar bottle of wine, I've been fine. Oh. It's done the job. <laughs> no, it's everyone oh, has their own personal opinion, their own taste. It's all uh, wine is very subjective, so yeah. it's, it's, it's where you're at in that moment, who you're with, how it tastes, and how it makes you feel in the end is what makes a great wine. <laughs> so how do you, what, what, ma what makes your wine different, or why do you make your wine the way you do? Like, what makes it taste the way you're like, this is me? Explain. I'm just trying to respect the process, respect the land, respect, you know, old classical methods of making wine and so you showcase, I think the most beautiful thing about wine is you're showcasing time and place. Do you squish the wine with your feet? I do, I get in there. Do you? Yeah, oh. Yeah. oh, that's really a thing. I thought that was just on TV. No, 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 Close get in there. 
I got pictures if you want. Wait, what do you mean clothes are removed? You, can't, you don't want to be in there in jeans and... What? No clothes? You'd be good at it, Channing. You got long legs. You got long legs. You just... If Big I feet. these dogs in that wine, uh-uh. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, we, we should do a special bottle of your feet wine. Oh, no. Boy, the funk on that? Yeah. <laughs> you were so discussing bad. that earlier. <laughs> dogs in there? How long does the process take? For what? Getting a, buy, a bottle from start of harvest till bottle. Uh, we're generally 12 months to 18 months, depending on the wine. Oh, it's aging in barrel, and then uh, it gets bottled, and then we'll release it anywhere from three to six months after that. Wow. So, what? I mean. Okay, when you made your first bottle of wine and gave it to somebody random to try, what was that feeling like? I give it to my friends first, so they can't say anything that bad. Well, it's free. So and my family, yeah, who has to support me no matter what. So, right. so yeah, I mean. I would luck- be still sitting here if it was terrible. All right, well, it's not terrible. It's, we appreciate your honesty. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I think, um, I think for everybody listening, they know we drink wine. It's, our wine taste has gotten a lot better. It used to be like, hey, let me get your house cab. And now I'm like, hey, is there a sommelier on? I really want to try this Chilean wine. Yeah, what's the steel steel on the wine list? Right. Oh, man. Some wine lists in some cities are just trash. People are slowly but surely catching up. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing industry. And I think it's exciting. Like, I go to this little store and there's this guy, you know, no offense to him, but I kind of call him Rain Man because he... I could point to any bottle in the store and he can tell me the year, like what it tastes like, what notes to get, what the rain, like what the precipitation was like, like what the like vineyard looks like. Mm -hmm. And this guy, like he's so into it. And that's exciting for me. It's like, not only am I drinking something that tastes good, but I'm drinking like a story about how it was made. Like in 2015, give me a story about how, what we're drinking. Ooh, man, my contractor said the building, our winery is going to be finished. It wasn't. Uh, (laughs) Surprise, surprise. So I moved around to a couple different facilities, ended up finishing the wine in our facility here. So it was was a lot. Jake was there. I mean, it was his first... uh, First harvest and oh, yeah. tried to kill me in the back of a pickup with uh, barrels of wine a few times. <laughs> <laughs> we were a, a, a traveling circus at the time, but that circus turned into quite the good wine that you're drinking in your glass right, right. right now. But there was a there was a lot that happened. It was a pretty warm year. Very warm year. And Warmest weather year. definitely affects grapes when you're growing them the way that we are. And um, I will always have a special place in my heart for that first wine because of getting to do it with him and it being the first vintage and harvest from this piece of property. But we did start somewhere else, and we ended up here. No grape has ever left this property since. But I think 15 shows itself off, and I think 15 will be known for a, a really good vintage in this valley as a general, in Oregon in general, in yeah. the Willamette Valley in general. But I also think this piece of property for a young property stuck out like a sore thumb, and people have loved it, and it's been fun to share it. I don't, I don't think we've ever sold a bottle of wine. I think we've shared bottles of wine with a lot of lucky people, yeah. and it's been fun. And I, back to your point I wanted to, talk, to touch on real quick. I think what people taste and why they taste it is always a very interesting thing in wine. And I think one of the things that I've seen in the wine industry up until this point is us telling people what, they wanna, what they're supposed to experience, what they're supposed to taste, what they're supposed to smell. And if you're just learning about it, I think that can be a turnoff, especially if you don't get to smell or taste those things. Yeah. So I think to your point, what is a good wine is what you like. I think the journey is to start learning what you like and then 
grow from there. Learn more about why you like it. But you've got to try different stuff, though. Of course. Right, but that right. starts your journey. If you know Pinot Noir is a grape you like, if you know Cab is a grape you like, if you know Syrah is a grape you like from Washington or Oregon, you start pinpointing things, and you get to grow from there. And if you like Pinot Noir from Oregon, you start learning where Pinot Noir is grown around the world, and you'll start trying other Pinot Noirs. So I think just allowing yourself to know that you're never wrong and that it's more about what you yourself, your palate is into, then you get to start the journey of wine. And all those things you were talking about, all those things that the Rain Man was pointing oh, out to yeah. you, oh, man. that excites all of it. That, that passion for wine, that so understanding. <laughs> I mean, there's history behind all this. There's geography behind all this. Mother Nature is the biggest factor, but it's all in different places, grown in different ways, made by different people. But the, there's one thing in common. They all have a lot of passion and love for what they do. And I think you get it. It's art. It's living art. You know what I mean? It's awesome. And yeah. it's really cool. It's fun to see. And being around great winemakers doesn't hurt because you get to drink a lot better no, wine. Right, true. That's for sure. Yeah, and I get to, get yeah. to drizzles. I, I I know why you hang out with me. <laughs> I know why you hang out with me in my pool. <laughs> with wine. <laughs> nice pool. It's a nice pool. One of the first things he told me, he's like, that's a great backyard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but let me ask you this question, and then we'll kind of like let you guys get back to drinking because you, you look sweaty. But <laughs> like, so what is going on in Oregon in wine country? Like, why is it so attractive to people right now? Like, why is it blowing up? Like, what is, like, what makes you guys different? What makes this area different to, to act, like, because a lot of our people are from, you know, who listen, are mostly from Cleveland, or from the Midwest, and then we go to New York, LA, but we literally have a listener in every single country in the world. Shout out to every single country in the world. Amen. I can be honest with you in this situation, too. I can put myself in his example. Yeah. I am from Ohio and really only know of Napa. Yeah, I mean, Oregon is a very uh, young wine-growing region. We're just over 50 years old. I mean, so we're on to our third-generation winemakers. So we're still learning. We're still figuring out what, what grapes, not what grapes. We know Pinot Noir. We know Chardonnay. We know Riesling, et cetera, et cetera, Syrah. Syrah, whatever, grows here well. But we still have to take time to understand what's happening with the land, what's best for the wine, what's the best practices in the cellar. So it's all it's all a learning experience. It's just like, I mean, That's it can be like a though. sport, you know. Yeah, you play a new position, you know, you're like, yeah, you're, you're raising your game. And now we're, we're in the professional level now. We're up with the best of them. I think there's a craftsmanship and a community feel as well. Like you, a lot of the names you see on, so if you're going to go wine tasting, you went to a few places the other day, those names on that fence, those names on that crest that you see when you drive up the driveway, a lot of them are in the vineyard, a lot of them are in the winery, a lot of them are very much involved, a lot of their neighbors know each other, a lot of people when you make wine here help each other, There's it, the tide rises, right, so I think Napa's gotten to a place for a very good reason, they make a lot of great wine, and certain parts of Napa make different types of wine, but they're world class, and they're great at hospitality, and they're great at what they've done, and they've had a a longer time in the game, but I think that there's an essence of craftsmanship and curation of trying to do something at the highest level for the right reasons that's happening in Oregon, and I think it's getting noticed by people. I, think I don't think that's wine in general. I think that's a lot of things happening in Oregon no. as we grow. I mean, yeah, we're gonna have two of the, the best chefs on here. So like, yeah, exactly. so like people and even people in are living here can't though. wait to come to Portland because of the food scene. You know, they say it's dreary, but obviously they come here in December where it's dreary. You eat inside. everywhere. Yeah, you eat inside, fool. But, like, the food scene in Portland has, I've been here 11 years, has evolved into something that is amazing, right? And so it's exciting to see that the wine scene is also evolving. 
I don't, I don't want to say as much, but I'm going to say almost in a different area because it gets so much respect. You know, like Kyle, who's a Pinot guy, goes, man, my favorite Pinots are from Oregon. Or like, I love this, or I love that. And like, anytime you talk about a Pinot, everybody's like, well, my favorite is from Oregon. Hmm? Uh, or the Willamette Valley, which we're in, there's a few subsects of the Willamette Valley. We're in the Dundee Hills specifically. But Oregon, I think through either Wine Spectator or uh, one of the wine media things, gave Oregon the global wine country of the uh, year. It was wine enthusiasts. Wine enthusiasts yeah. last year. So that says something. For something small, for something that is just getting going, for they don't need to do that. They're, right. not, they're only doing that because the product is there. And I think this little 100 square miles of uh, property in Oregon is making some of the best wines in the world. And I think it's an exciting time to be here, to be building a brand, to be making a product and getting to share our story with you. Right. And it's been exciting. I got a question. I like that you talked about Ken Griffey card, like your favorite rookie card you've ever had, your favorite baseball card. Do you guys have a favorite bottle of wine or a favorite glass of wine you've ever had? Um, yes and no. I mean, I'm always one-upping. Like, when you guys brought over that uh, I think it was a 2009 Beaufrères. No, it was 99. 99. Was the finals. My bad. See, I didn't know. Finals wine. 99 Beaufrères. And I was like, what is this? And I tasted that. My mind was blown. Right? But then... My feelings are hurt that I don't think I was there for that. <laughs> no, yeah, you weren't. But then when we went to... Sorry. We went to Napa and we went to Melka and my wife was sick. And I was joking around saying, oh, you're sick because you're pregnant. And ha, ha, ha. Oh, she was definitely pregnant. Um, <laughs> what number? Melka to this day is still one of my favorite cabs, just the way they do things. So for me, wine isn't only about what it tastes like. It's about who is there, how they do things. And then obviously you guys will be all time favorite because I know you guys. I know like how much work you put in, how much you have passion for your wine. It's hard for me to put anybody else on top unless I go see you and listen to you and see your operation. These big vineyards with, you know, thousands of acres and all this like kind of like mainstream wine is not really my thing. Like, give me 20, give me, a, you know, 30. Like, you like that exclusivity. I like that because this is your, this is your little baby. You know, and I like that. It makes the wine. Food smells good. Tastes better. It does smell so good. <laughs> it smells so good. But let's get to the point. What are we here for? Like when we are talking about why do it at your place? Why have this dinner? Like how does this bring all of us together? It's not just about wine. Yeah, you know, we talked about it for like 45 minutes. But let's talk about why we're here so that people know we're not just here to, you know, get a solid buzz off this excellent, disgustingly good wine. It's a buzz for a good Ooh, cause, that's for sure. <laughs> it is, a it's, a, it's a buzz for a good cause, and you know, you're speaking of growing and so forth, and it's something that uh, Channing, you and your family foundation has done with the Children's Cancer Association, and uh, with that, um, Chase, you also, you also, along with being a winemaker, are a cancer survivor. Yes, I am, so. I mean, this event is all for cancer awareness, cancer support, raising as much money as we can to give back to those less fortunate that need more help in awareness or support, just enjoy, which is what CCA is all right, about. Right. Um, 
doesn't hurt that my cousin works for CCA and right. <laughs> I'm a cancer survivor and it just kind of goes hand in hand. Right. And yeah, we were sitting down for dinner earlier this summer and kind of talked about it and the event, you know, came to fruition, which I couldn't be happier about. I th well, I think it's amazing. Like when you have somebody like when I was younger, you know, you hear about cancer. And then once you have one person that has been affected by cancer in your life, you become part of a different type of family because you know when my mother passed due to cancer it was like okay you and i understand that struggle it is a different beast going through that and so you know for me to talk to jake and to you know be able to not only drink your wine but to have these amazing chefs come in here and have everybody who's in this this amazing space right now just come to dinner to support a great cause was awesome and i think it's amazing because for me dinner was everything um, dinner was like turn the tv off <laughs> tell me you get ready to conversate get ready to be here for two hours and the fact that this is as intimate as this is and all of us are here for a great cause and to be able to laugh and smile and to you know celebrate your struggle and celebrate like your accomplishments and everything you've done and achieved i think you're an inspiration whether you know it or not for the listener that is going through this because cancer is a beast now yeah. right whether you got it or you don't it is it impacts and it, it impacts everybody and i think you don't give yourself enough credit sometimes but you know listen if i have more wine in my glass <laughs> i drink to you well i was just gonna ask if you would pour some wine and if everyone can get some wine um jacob you can certainly continue what you're going to say but i think it'd be great to cheers uh as the night continues and we are just getting started of course for those that may be just tuning in um again on all of our platforms we are here at longalow estate in portland oregon for a great smelling? night you know as Channing like. mentioned um, i like to remind myself chase is a swirler sorry chase is second a nature if you, you meet a winemaker that's hand. not a swirler you should pay attention. Well, yeah exactly yeah yeah you need a swirl yeah with that do you want to give the toast no no i'll leave it up to you jacob you got it well to the best of health and to the best of people, this is a special night. So cheers to this, and thank you all for being here. Cheers. This is definitely a thank special Thank you, guys. Night. Yeah. I, I, just, I just wanted to say real quick, I, I'll, I'll never forget getting the phone call from Chase. I'll never forget getting to go through that with Chase. The admiration is definitely there, what Channing speaks to. Sometimes it's hard to always express yourself to your peers, but you have each other's back, and you make sure that you get a champion, whatever that is, good or bad. And the fact that he went through that handle the way he did and that we – are moving forward from there is inspiring and amazing. But I think you were speaking to that collaboration of Portland. Like I was talking about the Willamette Valley, but Portland is home for us. It's why we live here. It's why Channing calls it home in the off season and we'll probably call it home in retirement, why he's raising his family there. It's why I moved here from somewhere else. It's why a lot of us chases it from here from religion. We love this place. And I think to have all these people in one room to celebrate that, to champion that, to make money, to raise money for that, to have an NBA player, to have a winemaker, to have chefs, to have all these amazing people take part in this says a lot about what this night is and why we're doing it. And for it to be as small as it is, but with this, have as much love in one room for a night like that is, uh, I mean, it means a lot to me. I hope it means a lot to him. And we can't thank you guys enough for uh, being a part of that. Very well said. We have so much more coming up, but for now, to Chase and Jake, we appreciate your time. Thank you. Cheers. You're on road tripping. Thank Another you so much. Cheers. Yeah, you and with that, really quick before you guys go, oh. to our listeners, 
Um, Cheers. I will say I am born and raised in Ohio, and uh, being here in Portland for the last week has been amazing. So if they get a chance to come out to Portland, if anyone gets to travel, social media is huge. Where can they find you guys, look you up? We're uh, at Longolo Estate on Instagram, which How do you is L-A-N-G-O-L-O-E-S-T-A-T-E. It is Langolo in someone's language, but it's Longolo maybe in <laughs> Italian, which is it's an Italian word. Oh. So we're at Longolo Estate on Instagram. We're on Facebook as well. Um, our emails are wine at Longolo Estate. Um, if you're ever in the area and you want us to host you or you want to come see this place and see why we're doing what we're doing, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to host anyone that's truly out here to appreciate what we're doing and what's going on in Oregon. And uh, you guys are the best. And for anyone listening, if you're not drinking Long Glow Estate, you're making a mistake. <laughs> Mike, drop. Yeah. Mike, drop. Next is Andrea Corradini from the Here's Children's guys. Cancer Association and Nike. We are back, and again, of course, here at Longlow Estate in Portland, Oregon, for an awesome night. Uh, good laughters, good cheers, drinking some wine uh, for a very important cause. And that's, of course, the Fry Family Foundation, um, who has been partnered up with the Children's Cancer Association. And so joining us now is uh, Andrea Corradini, who serves on the board, uh, but also works at Nike. So we have a lot to cover. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. What's up with that free stuff, girl? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm a Nike. Yeah, I'm Nike taking free care stuff of you. Anyways. I'm oh, definitely tight. taking care of you. Wait, what part of Nike do you work at? So I work in um, the official uh, areas, Nike Sportswear. Right. So thinking about it as our culture. So sport is really the performance area is one area. Right. We're like fashion, art, music, culture, all that stuff combined. Um, it's an awesome place. So, so Nike right, Sportswear is the official. So right now, area. and I do all women's products. Huge. Oh, do you? Okay. So it's awesome. That's why I'm. I taking, knew we that's why I'm taking care of right you. away. I was like, what? that's why I'm not taking care of you, size 18, <laughs> yeah. and I'm taking care of you. Uh, uh, road tripping fans, do you hear? But I do. Do you hear that? Channing is not getting taken. Okay, but for the listeners, I have to say, you are rocking a pair of Janoskis, size 17, that are. Amazing. Amazing. Yes, they are. Thank you. So shout it's out to my time I bust them out. to my crew in SB because you took care of him. Dude, had to. It's only well, yeah. Ted gets mad when I don't. Ball game. Nikes. Yeah, but like Ball game. the socks are also amazing. I have Ooh, to point I, out. I can't shout out the socks because I had to pay for them. So <laughs> I know, but they're like <laughs> no love. It's good. <laughs> With, no, no. So let me ask you this. Let's, let's talk about you for a second. How did you we have to get to <laughs> your job with Nike because? Everybody who doesn't know, uh, well, like everybody knows from Oregon, they're like, ah, I'm looking for a job. You think you can, you're a Nike athlete. Can you send my resume to Nike? And I'm like, fool, I'm not sending your <laughs> stupid resume to Nike. To do what? Like, these are the top people in the country, in the world. So why wouldn't you want to send your resume? Because their, their resumes resume. are trash. That's why. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> People are boom. like, whoa. His words, not mine. They're my boys. To right. be clear. They knew better. I've not seen any of these resumes. No, it's my not. disclaimer. So wait, how did you get this job? Okay, well, to be honest, I'm embarking on year 24 at Nike. So mm. I've been there a long time. It was a very different company when I joined. But um, if so you'll... So tell us about the beginning. Okay, so I have a very unique story of how I joined yes, Nike. Yes, this is what we want. Okay. So I played a lot of sports growing up, like a ton like of sports. I grew up in Utah. Okay. So what part? Salt Lake City. Okay. Yep. And um, I this was like before the club scene, and like right, right, I mean right. this was back in the '80s. 
And um, <laughs> I know you're laughing. I know I'm old, okay? No, no, no. no. I'm laughing no. at how you said it. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. 80s. the 80s. Maybe. So, so. Yeah. Bow Wow Wow, Sting, Dream of the Blue Turtles. Like, I, all the music, it's like nostalgia. But it's trending again, which is great. So tight. Yeah. So anyway, um, so I always knew I wanted to work for Nike. I did a lot of sports. I did volleyball in the fall, ski race in the winter, and then, like, soccer in the spring, and all this stuff. Anyway, I love Nike. And so I always wanted to work for Nike. And when I graduated from college, I did a little side hustle in Boston. All right. Whatever. It was, like, time. So I wrote Nike, they're like, yeah, 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 to your point, right. you know, just, I don't know if my thing's going to get lost in the shuffle. So I had the opportunity to meet um, a gentleman named Phil Knight. Okay. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty big deal. Yeah. yeah. Who's that guy? He's pretty big. Pretty much founded the company with Bill Bowerman. Um, he was at my house when I was in high school because of a relationship he had on a board with my mom. My mother was a mayor of Salt Lake City for eight what? years. So she was like a Democrat, divorcee, non-Mormon female. What? In the most like conservative state. So like. Knuckles. And I will tell you, Channing. Tell something, girl. I've met you like I met you like three hours ago, right? Yeah. One thing I already know what have in common: we right. lost both our mothers to cancer. Oh yeah. Okay. All so bad. like. I might tear up later on that, no, but we're for okay. now, Just tear it up. anyway, so when I met him in high school, I was like, I'm going to work for you one day. Right. He was like, all right, I'll see you when you're ready, right? So I fast track, I'm ready to work for Nike. I fly out there. I've got these random interviews with HR with people I don't know. I'm early. I go into a building like, where does Phil live? <laughs> and they're like, he's in that building. So I go to that building. He meets with me. I go to the boardroom. He walks in. He's like, so you made it. And he remembered me. Like, he remembered me. Oh, that's like, crazy. that's the dude. Like, that's how I value it. So then. Um, I would have pooped myself. No, I, yeah, it was. <laughs> it's a lot of stress. <laughs> Not, yeah, okay. Anyway, it's all good. It's all good. I see where we're going. I see where we're going. Anyway, um, but that, that just, that's how important it is to me. And then, and then fast forward to when I finally kind of made it in the role I wanted to make, I make him, made him a bet. Yeah. Because there's a tradition of getting a tattooed swoosh on your ankle. Yeah. And he didn't have one. I was like, okay, if I get this job, which is called an Eakin, it's yeah. like Nike spelled backwards. And that's the tradition is you get this tattoo swoosh. Yeah. Like if I get this job, you got to get a tattoo with me. And he shook my hand, and so fast forward, we we you got our did we it. got our. You have a tattoo? Tattoos. I do. Oh my gosh, I gotta Let take a photo. It. Legit, yeah. Okay, but I have really bad feet. <laughs> Girl, what you? Were you a ballerina? Oh my. Oh, that little thing. But it matches Phil's, like it does, and oh, so okay, we got okay, it together. So, so all right, all right, and he would corroborate the story for a fact. It was a long time ago, but. So wait. So yeah. let me ask you this about wow. before we get into the serious stuff. Nike is changing constantly. How do you think Nike is evolving with the rest of the world when it comes to fashion? Because I'm 35 and fashion is going super left field or it's getting super clean. And I felt like what you guys did with the Nike Tech Fit was amazing. And I feel like what you're doing with your collaborations with like um, John Elliott. John Elliott. John Elliott. Virgil. And I got a Stone Island jacket. Nice. Yeah, free. Hook my boy up. It's cold in Cleveland. I don't even get those free, dude. What? Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's not free, but I mean, it's. Oh, so she, did she just call your. Did she just catch you in a lie? No, I mean, it's not free. It's, I don't have to pay, I under, quote unquote, yeah. for it, but I got to pay for it. That's right. Right. Yeah. But, so it's your I mean, talent. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. also just think Nike does a really good job when it comes to their fashion of their color palettes. 
I like how you guys they, change colors that I grew up with and put new names on it and then like tinge it a little bit black and then make it like electric. Yeah. Are you making all this off? This is no. going in an amazing direction. <laughs> this is, that's a true color. What was the Oregon duck new color? Wasn't it electric? Electric green. Electric green. That's my husband just came in from left field because I didn't know that answer. <laughs> Thank you. Shout I'm out, you, hubby. That's what I'm saying. Like, now everything that color is known as electric green. I got my kids crayons. That Now Crayola has electric, electric green, green yeah. due to Nike and Oregon Ducks. So, okay. Yeah. Back to the question. Sorry. I, I'm all over the place. Okay. So, I think, I mean, specifically working in sportswear yes. where you're... I'm only talking to you. Thank you. Well, and yeah, it's, it's a daily puzzle, right? Because you have people that really want us to push as far as we can push. And I feel like that's the place we're most, um, we're most comfortable is right. when we're just taking risk and we're pushing and, right, and right. new innovation. And there's so much stuff coming, oh my gosh, in the coming years, which unfortunately- High beast. Can't talk about right now. High beast. But like, really amazing innovation. I think that's the first platform. And I think innovation exists both in performance and it exists in culture. And so our job is to really look at where culture is going and you have to look at where generations are. And right now, like nostalgia is huge. People are carrying flip phones again. People want to write letters again. You Kids are putting- flip phone? Yeah, they're like, it, well, I mean, I'm not saying Who it's like flip phone? No. widespread. I'm talking like there's this yes. like flip phone. Oh my gosh, our engineer has a flip phone. <laughs> Thank you. Our engineer has a flip phone. Shout out, John. Thank you. Not making this up. That is amazing. I gotta take a picture of it. Can you just hold it up? Did not pay him. There was no bribe involved in this. Wait a second. I need to. Phone. To our listeners that don't okay, see this, I, you oh, just have shit. to check out my Road Tripping God. on social media. Johnny, oh, you were in on a lot of Johnny. emails that were exchanged to make tonight happen. You didn't email from that flip phone. It's my two-year-old daughter's. So it's not real. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You know there it did is. You just, did you just okay. bring it because you picked it up on the way out the door, or? <laughs> but like seriously, how amazing was Jenny, that? He just got that you. was amazing. That was amazing. That's hilarious. So good. So point being to like really answer your question is it's just you got to listen and when yep. you listen to what the kids are saying and you really listen to that versus what your own subjectivity and it just they they take you to the right place i think for us the challenge is you know the henry ford quote like if you ask consumers what they want they'll tell you faster horses yeah and he brought the model t so i think we're always looking for the model t um but it, and Phil said it, like, listen to the voice of the athlete, and that's on the court, that's off the court. Right. So that's just kind of what we do every day, out there listening and then creating. Listen to me. I like free stuff. <laughs> listening. <laughs> how much does the athlete, one final point about Nike, how much does the athlete, for instance, um, when you have guys like LeBron, how much does that motivate you to want to put that best product out there? Or like you said, you've got exciting things coming and you fear for your competition. Yeah. How much does that go into play just around the campus of Nike? Huge. I mean, massive. I mean, our athletes are the heart and soul of, mm -hmm. of what we do and how we innovate. And I think um, we're always inspired. Mm -hmm. And I think you said it earlier when we were talking to the guys. Um, it's not about just what you do as your profession. 
but what you do outside and the platforms you stand for and the person you are and whether we're working with Serena and we've just done some amazing oh, stuff with her, her and tight. I was like, no, it's amazing. Yeah. And I think it's, it's <laughs> I would really some tennis kicks. Easy. <laughs> low You're beautiful. Low voice. Yeah. You know, unreal. Wow. Yeah. You, it's, it's incredibly inspiring. I mean, the athletes are the spine of who we are and what we do and how you guys push the limits pushes us to push the limits. So we can't have enough. I'm, I'm just, it's why we're here. I mean, those were my mentors and people who I looked up to, and it just right, right. today still drives us. You walk around the campus, it's athlete banners every path you lot. take. Did you see the Channing Fry banner? I it's have not right seen, I've not walked outside of campus recently. It's a great, there. well handled. <laughs> she got you. Uh, it's a great segue, though, I think, yeah. into. Uh, why we are here tonight. That's right. And my question actually to you was going to be why the Children Cancer Association, yeah. but obviously you touched on it. Um, with your mom, the passing of your mother, did that have? It's a, it's a good question. Or I think, why? Um, you know, as different as everyone here listening to us and, and us here uh, are, we don't know each other's stories, but I think mm -hmm. one thing we can all agree on is cancer sucks. Like, right? Super sucks. Yeah, and so I actually, I happened upon CCA, it was like a happy accident. Um, it was uh, approximately, uh, let's see, 15 years ago um, at Nike. Right. They were holding this gala. I didn't even know what it was. And well, my husband- so fire. Not yeah, now they're like what? the hot oh, ticket, like the hot ticket. If Are you going to the gala? Are you, oh, you no, I'm gone. Can't. I'm yeah, because you got to go. Okay, 14 well. Days. For anyone out here, the gala is the hot event of the of the year. Anyway, but back then, I didn't know what it was. I walk in, I'm like, can I come to this party? And they're like, do you have a ticket? Uh, no. But they found a chair for me, and we went to this gala. It was in the Tiger Woods Center. Toy. And I saw the opening video about the platform of, hey, there's a ton of organizations that are around raising money to cure cancer, find find cures for cancer, you know, all this, but this was about joy. Yeah. And I saw that video and I, I, sorry, Jenny, I'm going to swear. Like I lost my shit. <laughs> like, I you was so, I was so like amazed that there was an organization that solely focused on bringing joy yeah. to children. You have yeah. four children. Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot. Like you can imagine. <sighs> you don't want to imagine. No, no, and I no. think that was me. I had a three-year-old at the time and I was like, I wouldn't even know, I wouldn't even know what to do, but there's an organization that would like be there for me. Right, right, right. To make her potentially smile, laugh. Right, which is everything. And I'm like, that's my, that's my organization. Right. That's what I want to attach myself to. And then that was like, that, so was, that was like, that was it. And so I've been with them ever since. And I joined the board, I think nine, ten, thank you, 10 years ago. Wow. It's like dog years. It's like I don't Dude, know time. Listen, time Ten flies, years ago. I think um, yeah. you and I kind of have the same story. Um, I got invited to go to a gala. I got invited to go to this, these things. And I had done stuff for other charities. And it's, um, it's a unique situation for me in my perspective. Being an NBA player, you go to, um, you go to a charity and they're like, you just show up here, these kids are gonna come by and you sign an autograph and we're gonna shoo them out the way. And I think for me, I'm very hands-on, especially when I go to hospitals. Like I'm a very, I'm a big teddy bear. And so I'm like high-fiving these kids, you know, I'm 
not afraid of like cords or IVs or needles. And I'm like, yo, what's up, boy? Amazing. Giving them daps and You're changing and, their whole freaking day. Right. And I I'm think sorry. Me, I saw the impact that I had in that CCA is like, listen, we're going to put you right where you needed to be. You know, some people like being behind the scenes. Some people like being middle of the scene. Some people like being up front, you know, on the front lines. Yeah. And I think for them, talking to them and always working with them, we can do things like this where it's having dinner and having an impact on, you know, the financial part and for everybody to see this. And then there's an, a part where it's like, hey, Channing, can you go to the hospital and play NBA 2K versus these kids? Or, hey, Channing, can we do a karaoke thing? Or we open up this new wing. So I think for the people that are listening, I'm telling you, you can be a part of CCA on any level and they're going to make sure that you are put where you are going to be best. And I think I appreciated that because sometimes I'm like, you know what, right now my emotions aren't, I'm too sensitive, Sally, I can't be in the hospital. How about this? Let's do, uh, I'll make a playlist for kids that, you know, are taking laps around the thing with their IV bag. I'll give them a tight playlist, like the, the hype up playlist, you know? And, and that was the best that I did. And that was a hero for me on that day. And I think, um, you know, hearing your story and seeing where you've come from and um, just, you know, getting to meet you this last, I don't know how many, where, what time is it? <laughs> Two and a half hours. Um, I'm glad that everybody that I've met, including you on, you know, has been exactly aligned with what I thought CCA was about. And it's been awesome to, for me to be a part of this. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. Knuckles. I love it because like, all I think about when I hear that is like for those moments you made that playlist or played that video game, you took their mind off of yeah. the needle in their arm right, right, or right. the scan they were about to have. You probably let their mom go do laundry. Right. Ugh. Like that's a, those Huge. are a big deal. That, it's, it's their entire universe in right. that hospital room, right? Right. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable to yeah. see what they provided, not only for the parents, but yeah. the support system. Yeah. You know, because cancer affects the whole family. So it's not 100%. just, you can't have one person with your son or daughter or with your cousin or with your uncle. You need a support system. And I think CCA provides a support system that is so vast, but so specific in how they do things, it helps families out. Do you need 20 minutes? Guess what? We're going to bring in this Nintendo Switch for 20 minutes. Right. Little Johnny's going to be right. over here yep. doing his thing. Yep. And then when you get done with your 20 minutes, even if that says close your eyes and take a nap, there's somebody to talk to. There's so many outlets that CC has that helps. I think seeing it helped me when I was going through what I was going through with my mom, um, just that I knew I couldn't do it by myself. Right, like, because it's impossible to, you know, no matter how much money you have or don't have, you can't blend a million dollars and find a cure. That's right. But you can provide support and hope and help the time that people do have, and you can't help the people that are supporting for the people that do have cancer to give them the best chance to survive it. Well, I have no more to add. <laughs> I, I, the only thing I would oh, add is yeah, if, I mean, that was the like, was talking, girl. can What's we up? hire you as this like PR? Right. <laughs> but I would, 
Is it all right if I share like how Please. people? Because every all the time, stop like, it. How Go can ahead, I? Girl. How can I contribute to your Tell point? Like Sri Lanka, what's up? Sri Lanka, shout out. Well, right. so I think I think the, the cool thing about CCA is their programs are so innovative because they study joy. And Regina is not the CEO. She's the she's not the chief executive officer. She's the chief joy officer, which personally is a title I will strive to have the rest right. of my life. Yeah. Um, but if, is it all right if I just kind of outline the, the programs I mean, to your point? Like there's so it. many ways. It's not about just donating, no, although we're happy it. to take donations. But uh, there's so many ways. So the first you mentioned is um, uh, you talked about like, d like spending time with a kid to literally bring them joy or distract them from the environment they're in, which right. is generally the hospital. So I think ChemoPal is one of the ways and, and have met so many. My husband is on his fourth ChemoPal, but that's really where an adult comes and is partnered with a kid and they come in hospital and they spend time with a kid. Right. Playlists, video games, Nintendo, Legos, Monopoly, whatever. So the parents can go do things. The kids are distracted. ChemoPal is a great program where it's just partnering. Right, right. Right? My Music RX, another way where there's bedside music, whether it's in a time of, you know, end of life and you need a harpist to come in, they're there. Or you just need to spice things up and play music in the room and right, have a right, kid right. have a rattle or a guitar, they're there. There's online musical platform, mymusicrx.org, um, with all these amazing artists doing in bed, like, programs right, just right. for kids with cancer so amazing there's the caring cabin we have on the coast which is a huge cabin for kids in treatment to go with their family get away from it all it's fully provided for all their medical needs amazing a program i love is link and the link program is for families like maybe your dryer's broken right cool we'll get you a dryer maybe you you know your car's broken down and you can't get away to fix it or you can't afford it Cool, we're there. So it links families with what they need. What's that website? When they're, it's on this. It's on the joyrx.org. Okay, okay. So you just go to so the link. Every, go to the joyrx. It's all and on there. All these different options yeah. to be a part of something. That's right. And then the newest one, which I'm super excited about, coming from the outdoors world of Utah, um, is the My Nature RX. So that one, um, and I'm going to stay kind of high level because there's a ton of detail on the website. Right, right. But it's basically teens are really hard. Um, age group teens with cancer right because they're not young so they're yeah. not like necessarily I want to play Legos and they you know they've got I've got a teenager I right. know what it's like but when they go out in nature that's where they find the joy and that's done through a ton of studies that that um, CCA has done so this my nature RX gets kids in treatment out into the wilderness um, which again takes them away that's from tight. pain and all that so these programs are amazing did I forget any Jenny I think I got them all. Yeah. Um, all on um, CCA, uh, joyrx.org. Right. org. If someone was to just make a donation. Yes. Is that where they go as well? joyrx.org slash donate, or there's a huge donate button on the page. Ooh. Awesome. So super easy. Can't miss it. Super, super easy. That's tight. Yeah. They, they're, it's, yeah. I think you both crushed it, but is there anything else you wanted to add? Anything. It could be anything. Do you have any question, burning desire to ask Channing? Oh, yeah. What you want to ask me, girl? What's up? <laughs> oh, my God. 
this is like oh, a lot of pressure, huh? I know it's a lot of pressure. If you well, think of anything, why, can I come back while I like have a minute? Because I know we're gonna have the amazing, the amazing chefs. chefs coming the next. Chefs ready to talk or no? But I went. Making that disgustingly good food that's blowing up my nostrils. I would just say I'm I'm super humbled. I'm really like, oh, thank girl, you for. We are yeah, so glad you're really on here. I think you will see yeah. a huge impact. Um, our listeners are not only awesome but they're loyal, and I think yeah. this is the first. I'm glad this is the first time we've done something like this. Yeah. I'm glad we're doing it in my. I'm gonna call it Portland, my hometown. Yeah. This is where basically I'm gonna live for the rest of my life. Oh God. But. Well, so you have He's this so Channing excited. Fry Foundation. Can yeah. you like give like a couple? Can I like flip to be your well, interviewer? Can I please do it. You enjoy wine. Our, I'll ask. No, oh, please yeah. do. At the beginning of the podcast, we did, but oh, not everyone did. was in here. Okay. But please right. ask. So, yes. long like, what's, story your, like, what's short, your dream of this foundation? What's my dream of this foundation? And here's where it is. It gets complicated. So every year, I donate to four places only um, and it's a it's changed as I've gotten older and I think here's the problem with me I like to be very hands-on and as I've gotten older as I've gotten more kids oh god um, my Katie, you love your kids Stop. I love my kids so much no no but you know four is a lot I like that you had to remind four him four is a lot four is a lot but no no here, here's the thing with my foundation I'm not going to beat around a bush I want to make sure that I'm in a place to make the best impact possible. So right now, I'm keeping my foundation pretty quiet until I retire. Because I want to like be able to make an impact. I don't want somebody don't to want do s- for you. Yes, without me being able to give 100%. Right. While I'm playing basketball, I'm giving 100% in a basketball. Mm-hmm. Right? So. The only way I would do something during the summer is if it was for CCA, KCI Institute, um, Johns Hopkins, um, which is a hard thing, or my own foundation. I keep it to those pretty fours because they've all had an impact in my life. And they motivate me and they make me want to continually give back and continually stay um, rooted within the foundation of this city. I'm not trying to be worldly good, I'm trying to be great in Portland, and I think for my foundation, if I could do that, I'm gonna have a bigger impact. I love the focus, I think it's so important. Right. Because it's just right where your passion right. is. Right, it is. Laser focus, but, storytelling. You know, I think, I don't know, Thank Allie's you. doing something else, but yeah, thanks for being Thank on. Thank you for putting I, all your energy I think to good. What I was doing was making sure that your glass your wine was wine in it. It's so very empty right now. For her time. Oh, oh I'm thirsty. Uh, I gotta cheers to Thank you, today. Chase. Always it's coming to be a three part toast. Yeah, of course. No, so we many appreciate toast. your time, Thank and of course. You. Thank you so much um, for being on. You guys are awesome. She gave all the information. Check it out one more time. The website is www.joyrx.org. Awesome. Andrew, awesome. you're amazing. Thank you so much. The best. Next up, the chefs of the night. Yes. We'll be back. Cheers, guys. So cheers to cheers. two of the um, best chefs. Cheers. I've been told in the Portland area I'm from Ohio, so I'm excited to learn about both of you, Peter Cho and Sam Smith. Again, not the artist. 
just the artist in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, but we are here at Longalow Estate for an awesome evening uh, from the Fry Family Foundation, of course, with the Children's Cancer Association. And now we've got the chefs on board. Stupid good dog. Dinner is about to be served in a little bit, so I'm sure people are very excited. But we get you guys first. Let, let me ask you this. Why did you guys decide to come together? Um, if you never heard of Tusk or Han Oak, if you ever come to Oregon and you don't go here, I'm gonna slap you in your face. They're Kindly. ridiculous. With respect. With respect, <laughs> right? But then I'm gonna kiss. I'm gonna kiss the mark. I got big hands. My bad. But why did you guys choose to do this? And why did you guys choose to come here? And then we're gonna talk about your restaurant. We're gonna talk about your restaurant. Then all this other good stuff. Just so people know your voice, let them know before you talk. All right, this is Sam. You mind there if you I go. start, Peter? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, but so I, our restaurant sort of started around the same time. Um, before Tusk opened, I was doing a pop-up called La Mama, and Peter was just- Mama? Basically. <laughs> um, and uh, it was before Tusk was opening, and I was doing it out of Peter's space, and it was around the exact same time that uh, oh, he started shit. doing his Han Oak dinners. Um, and that was, what, like two all, and a half years ago? Two and a half yeah. years ago. Yeah, almost um, three years ago. Wait, but you cook Korean and he cooks Mediterranean. How did yeah. that work out? Why um, did we didn't do them at the same time. So oh, I, okay. I did mine a couple of nights a week, and then right. he was doing his a couple of nights a oh. week. Oh. Yeah, so th this is Peter from <laughs> uh, So what? Surprised. Yeah, so when we opened, you know, we just had this space. And right. so basically, when we opened, we used it as a way to use, you know, do two nights of pop ups. And so I had five nights to to sort of you're sure uh, host, sorry you're yeah sure. to host other to host our friends and you know when i first moved to portland we were doing a po I, I was doing a pop-up with another friend and and a lot of the other chefs in town were were very kind to host us and so i kind of was paying that forward yeah so you're friends you like each other yeah we've known each other oh, yeah. for a while but you don't and work with each while? other not we've done a couple of events together but uh, why don't you? We go eat at each other's restaurants a lot. Really? <laughs> and I would say, even though the maybe the flavors are different, that the styles of eating that uh, we both embrace are really, really similar. So doing our food together kind of makes sense. What is their style? Uh, lots of plates on the table at once. This sort of Fantastic. idea of like abundance and hospitality. And right. What did you? What was your? Okay. So where does that inspiration? Where does your style come from? Yeah, where did it come from, and where did where did you think it like really became like oh shit like I could do this? Hmm. Because your food is stupid good. <laughs> you gave me a salad with like three ingredients. It was the best damn salad I've ever freaking <laughs> had in my life. It didn't even make sense. Well, I think Peter can speak to this a little bit too. But I mean, so much of what we do is um, engaging the farmers that we work with, and right. so like you're talking about, you know, a salad with like three components in it. I mean. We have to pick those components, but it's right. really, you know, who's growing them and like making it so perfect. Uh, so we don't really have to do that much. Oh. It's uh, there's a level of creativity, but um, I think the product speaks for itself. I was totally expecting a very complicated answer. So wait, are you saying anyone can do what you do? <laughs> no, heck no. <laughs> Boy, I think you can. Yeah, I, think I think it's think so. easier than uh, no. what people think. Have you had yeah. a kale salad at Tusca? Yeah, of course. Have you had a kale salad at like uh, Whole Foods? Watch it. Well, I mean, Do you like Whole well, Foods? Yeah, it's not free. You're supposed to blow out Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, that Whole Foods salad, we, ain't we, it? We put more love into it. Thank you. It's love. Okay, now let's talk but about I think, it. But I think if you, you know, spend some time at the, the farmer's markets here in Portland, I think, I, 
there's not that much you have to do to the right. product yet. They take a lot of time. So oh, yeah. let's talk about the food scene in Oregon. I think Oregon, I always have to, everyone says, Chani, why do you live in Oregon, right? During the summer, live in LA, live in New York, live anywhere you want. I go, dude, guys, I freaking love Oregon. I like wine, I like great restaurants. Everything is easy. There's nothing is a hassle. Yeah. Traffic's getting a little iffy, but <laughs> take your side streets, homie, you're good. Uh -huh. um, but talk about the food scene, the restaurant scene, and like, do you feel a pressure that you are, you guys are the top, like some of the top? You guys are basically the Russell Westbrook and <laughs> like, I don't know, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis. Of Giannis? Gian well, I'm American, Giannis. <laughs> Um, I don't know him like that. His name is Giannis, <laughs> okay? Uh, of like the food scene where you guys are like it and people like are in, like inspired by you guys. I don't think so. I don't know. I think we kind of do what we do and we enjoy it. And right. uh, I think when you start putting that kind of pressure on yourself, that's when right. you, you have humility. Up, you know? Right, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we just do it because we love doing it. And that's probably why you're so good. And it makes it easier then. I think yeah. that's why I like your food. I, I think coming from a bigger city, well, like most of my cooking experience was in New York. So like coming here, I thought, Where would you, I know where I, I felt know, a lot for of- For the people, where did you cook before this? I uh, lives in Brooklyn. So for all the New Yorker fans, yeah. how many we got? How many we got? So I was, uh, I started six. at the Spotted Pig in New York and then Ooh. Uh, I was a chef at the Breslin. Sounds but, fancy. So for 10 years I worked in New York. And so like <laughs> coming here, I felt, a lot of that pressure was lifted off, really. Yeah. So it, it is about just doing what you do and hope, hoping that you know it pleases you know the people around you and the, right. the people that care for you, and then and then and then that you know spreads. So, do you have a question? No. Okay, I do. So when you're thinking of restaurants, right, and you're thinking of cities, what made you think? I'm gonna start with him because I've been to his restaurant like last week. What made you say, you know what, not only do I want to do Korean, but I want to do Korean my way, and I want to live right next door? Oh, man. That's a, that's a long story, but we found the space. We got time. Right. Yeah, we found the space, and that, that's what sort of triggered it. My wife, uh, sort of frustrated with our living situation, right. um, went on Craigslist <laughs> and just happened to find this amazing space that, you know, our landlord has now become a, a sort of a big part of, but... Yeah, she found the space and that inspired everything, really. So we moved in knowing that it was way over our budget. Right. So we had to figure out how we we're going to sort of make up for that. And and the first thing we thought of was doing a pop-up. And, and that started off with two nights a week and right. just kind of built from there. And now you but, are crushing. Well, we're still only four nights a week. So I don't and even like, I, I don't even like, I, I've been, I feel like I've been joking with Sam all all day today you know he works you know he's running a, a, a real restaurant that's right like seven days a week like actually busy all the time yeah his you know, is, for us we get a reservation in there yeah that's crazy for us it's I'm like just, yo uh, it's me Channing Fry. <laughs> <laughs> do you this name is, drop yourself we can no, help no, you no, out like <laughs> yeah. uh, this is Channing Fry's manager uh, we would love a reservation for two we have nothing. Uh, he played for the Blazers. I don't know that guy. <laughs> Do you want a championship with the Cavs? Yeah, our host is not a Blazers fan. It's not the Blazers. We don't have room. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I've honestly, the best thing to do, I've walked into Tusk, and then there's so many places around the 
where you guys are at is a yeah, great, I mean, we're pretty close to each other. Yeah, yeah. Walk, where you guys walkable. are at is a great like area to walk. So I just got a drink, uh, drank a water, and then went over there and then ate my face off for hours. <laughs> and with that, you so raise your glass. Yeah. Uh, okay, so for tonight, what's on the menu? What are what are people going to enjoy? Um, well, to start, uh, Peter does like this banchan thing. He can explain those dishes, and I do a meze. But the idea of those, like I was saying before, are really similar. So it's like lots of little dishes that start the meal. And usually for both styles of cuisines, it'll be like pickles and fermented things and little salads. So I'm doing some marinated olives, uh, some marinated feta, and then uh, eggplant and pepper dip with paprika. And you? Yeah, guys? and then for, for us to start, uh, we have some blistered... Uh, green beans that's tossed in some chili oil. We have my mom's kimchi. She makes two styles of kimchi. Yeah, so I always what's up, feel like I all, I'm always traveling with my mom's kimchi. And then we have some corn. So corn is abundant right now at the market. So uh, sweet uh, corn, um, some cheese, some peppers. Yeah. So you guys are award winning. You're amazing. I've heard nothing but great things about you. Wait, wait. If there are youngsters who are like, I want to be like those guys. What's your one piece of advice? How about two pieces of advice? There's two of them. Well, well I'd say the biggest thing one. lacking right now, I mean, I would say work really hard and be willing to work hard maybe for, work like more than you're worth, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like there's a lot of uh, sense of entitlement right now. Oh. And people, um, <laughs> a lot of uh, young cooks coming up don't, drink to that. don't uh, want to do the work. And so I think, you know, both of us came up in kitchens where, you know, we worked Mm-hmm. probably more than we should have but that's how we learned so much and got a really good work ethic and uh, I would say you know for anybody wanting to come up to be able to put in the work yeah I think I, yeah, that's across the board I, I feel like I talked to you about about that the last time you were in dude it's, a, it's crazy the NBA is like I think a lot of guys want to be famous more than they want to win sometimes yeah. and that is the biggest thing that bothers me like who cares? Like, how I was raised as a basketball player was winning was everything. I'm cool if I don't like you, if we don't get along off the court, but if I need to throw you the ball in your pocket to make that shot for us to win, I'll throw it to you 100 times out of 100. I think sometimes guys always put their famousness, like their eagerness. All, yeah, yeah, it's ego, I think. Yeah, but, so you, eager, but like, you, you're talking about on-court stuff. Yeah. When we were talking, you were talking about, like, just sweep. Like, can you sweep? Yeah. Can you, like, grab a broom? And, like, no, no, if no. There's, you, you know, like, like rookies, right? When I was a rookie, it was a sense of, I need to earn my respect to the mm-hmm. older guys. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think, like, it's become, if you mess with a rookie, for the most part, you only can do, like, they only have to wear a backpack or they only have to do this. Do you know what, man, I had to get up at six in the morning for 11 o'clock practice to give guys a knock on their door during training camp to give them newspapers. You had to pay your dues. This is no no disrespect at all, but when were you a rookie, what year? 2005. How big was social media? Not at all. And that's the unfortunate part. I mean, if you had a phone, that was tight. Yeah. You know what? I mean, if you had unlimited minutes, like if you're unlimited oh, minutes, well, you, well, you would Only do. after nine. And it comes back again. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, like for me, I, I'm, okay, I'm going to say I'm kind of old school. Have a sense of humility for the people that have done it before you. Mm-hmm. I've done this, I've been in this league 13 years. I've never been an all-star. I'm a champion, but 
Mm-hmm. I didn't play in the in the NBA Finals. But at the end of the day, I made an impact on my team when it mattered and when my number was called. And I think some guys want to be this, I need to worry about my brand. I need to worry about this and this and this. All you need to worry about is winning. And I think that type of attitude you can take into, if I'm the best rebounder, if I think I'm a rebounder for this team and that's going to help us win, do that every night to the best you could do. And what you guys have said is, listen, I do Korean. I'm going to do this <laughs> delicious, yeah. right? You kill. And I'm going to do y'all's bread kills. And then I'm going to do crazy Mediterranean stuff that's going to blow your mind the best. And you guys have done that and stuck to who you are and not worried about what everybody else is doing and not trying to be mainstream. But you've actually changed the culture in Portland to where other people younger than you and other restaurants younger than you, you've created a culture of like, this is this is successful. You can do it if you stick to your I'm gonna quote unquote laurels. Yeah, I think uh, you kind of have to like stay true to your visions. I think when you start worrying about what everybody else is doing, what everybody else thinks, then right. it just dilutes your what you're trying to do. Right. I wouldn't do that if I lived in Portland. You know what I'm saying? Listen, Portland's not the most d- destination. Like it's not the best destination in the world for for certain people, but for me. I love this city. I, th- I think like the city has embraced me when I was a blazer, embraced me every year that I come back. So why wouldn't I want to give back? Why wouldn't I want to be involved with the restaurant scene, the wine scene, the inner city scene, the basketball scene, the sports scene, the what's going on in Portland? Now I, I want to be a part of it, the art scene, you know, which is crazy. Like Portland is one of the fastest growing cities in America. Why wouldn't I, what, since I live here, since my family's here, since my wife is here, I grew my kids here. One of my kids was born here, luckily one of them, but you know. <laughs> like, it's been amazing to be a part of this journey and to see where it's come from, from 2000 and, were you nine? Seven, God. <laughs> <laughs> but it was yeah. McCormick and Schmitz, no, that's all we had. And actually, so. <laughs> Maybe you'll remember this, but I actually moved here to help open Spirit of 77. Yes! And we met there. Oh, and man, I was smashed. Was it the Halloween party? Yeah. And oh, no. wait, wait, wait. Oh, my goodness. So I was obsessed with the Papa Shot, and I played like every day until four in the yes! morning. Lord, and you, and you, came, me, and you came in, and I was oh, like. Oh, my God, you remember? Yes! And I was you like, I challenge you to Papa, Papa Shot. Shot. And. Yes! <laughs> And I beat you. That, and that you was remember like, that. You, you remember taking that L, right? God, I have never lost in Papa Shot ever, except I lost to you on purpose just to get kisses. Oh, <laughs> what? I beat you twice in a row, though. You are unrealistic at Papa Shot yeah. Spirit of 77. Yeah. And is there a well, rematch? Like, is there is there going to be a rematch? No, I'm not doing it. No? Dude, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I'm not that good I, anymore. Do you remember that, that Chinese girl yeah. that was yeah, yeah. like this? This was him. Mm-hmm. And I was like this. One. He was like 12, 16, 18. I practiced just to wait for an NBA player to come in. As soon as he walked in, I was like, like, this is my I moment. You his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give me a free dinner at Tusk, man. For what? <laughs> I don't that. But no, I know uh, it's getting late. Hold on. What time is it? Oh, yeah, we got to go. So, thank you guys for coming on. Um, Thanks for having us. Dude, thank you guys for cooking. This has been amazing. Um, Yeah.
Allie, you Happy to be here. said nothing. That is another edition of Road Trip, and when you speak, I shut up. Hey, Road Trippin' fans, don't forget, we're working with a t-shirt company that you may have seen around, Homage. They're the ones that are responsible for LeBron's Ultimate Warrior shirt and many of the college designs you see on tees. As they pay homage to great moments in sports and inspiring stories, go check out their NBA Jam tees at homage.com. You're sure to be inspired and we'll get a kick out of their special design for Richard and Channing, along with three other designs specific to the Road Trippin' fam. Get them while they're still in stock at homage.com.